0: Oh, church, it is November, and the thing about November that is so interesting, and those of you that are on social media will appreciate this, November apparently is the one month of the year when all of a sudden we're all thankful for everything, <laughs> and, um, and, and the crazy thing about it is not only are we thankful, but we want to we share our thankfulness with everybody else, and that reminds me a little bit of how often the church approaches confession, With confession, um, there's two parts to it. And and everybody's really good at the first part and then really struggles with the second part. So the first part of confession is to actually confess, to to confess our sins. And and we announce that and and we pray about that. But then the second part of confession is to repent, to, to turn away from our sin. Because what's the point of confessing it and then just turning around and keep on doing it? likewise with thanksgiving there's two parts to it we're thankful we're thankful for what we have but then we're supposed to do something with that thankfulness and that that tends to be the place where a lot of us kind of miss the mark and that's what we're going to talk about this morning so would you pray with me and we will study first chronicles together gracious god we thank you for this good opportunity and now we ask ourselves if we're actually going to do something good with it. In your name we pray, amen. It is, it's just a piece of glass, that's all it is. It's, it's not crystal, it's not anything special. It is just a piece of glass. It, it actually is a, a glass, I guess the, the technical term for it is that it's a juice glass because it's kind of like one of those half glasses and it only holds eight ounces or or whatever. And it's clear, there's there's no colors or design or anything to it. It it used to have seven brothers and sisters, but they've all broken or cracked over the last 17 years. I could probably go ahead and sell it at a yard sale for, for about a quarter, but it was a wedding gift and it was on our registry at Crate and Barrel. (laughs) Pastor Sung and I thought that we were really something else. (laughs) 24 and 30 years old, our home was going to be filled with stuff from Crate and Barrel, which was a major upgrade from the milk crate bookshelves that we had accumulated over the years, and also our 98-cent plastic Walmart cups that each one of us had purchased when we were in college. Truthfully, I've got to tell you, I, I don't know how we survived all of those years without the crate and barrel juice glasses, because if I'm honest with you, juice doesn't taste all that different in the crate and barrel juice glasses as it did from the Walmart cups. I never knew. And even more shockingly, apparently throughout human history... People have found a way to be hydrated with not Crate and Barrel juice glasses. Can you imagine that we've gotten this far as a society without Crate and Barrel juice glasses? But I can remember unpacking those glasses as though they were the Holy Grail. They weren't just my glasses. They weren't just Pastor Sung's glasses. These were our glasses. And for some reason... Once I thought of them as ours, I protected them in a way that was inhospitable and unholy. <laughs> See, I was very selective about who could use these glasses, and I started judging all of our friends on their worthiness. If, if it was Barnabas and Emmy, then the plastic cups would be just fine. But if it was Ben and Lauren, they were definitely respectable and responsible and worthy enough for the crate and barrel glasses. My brother, absolutely not. My sister, no problems. Any of Sung's relatives, under no circumstances. (laughs) Because, you see, these, these were ours, and they had value, and you should protect the things that have value. Now, Hope at 24 was very different than Hope at 18 because Hope at 18 didn't have anything of value. Everything that I owned at that point was either passed down to me or purchased from the Sunshine Thrift Store on US 19 in St. Pete. My total net worth at 18 was about $45.22. So I always, always shared everything with all of my friends. We all shared. There's this picture that was taken um, this is about a month into my freshman year of college. And, and what's super interesting about this picture is that with the exception of the Star Wars t-shirt, which I would never be caught dead owning, um, most every piece of clothing in that picture was mine. And I never concerned myself with whether it would be returned or damaged. I just didn't care because it's easy to be hospitable and generous when you have nothing of value. But as we get older, the world teaches us that stuff is important and that it's even more important to claim your stuff. And that's, that's why we say things like, well, the house or the car is in my name. The reservations at the exclusive restaurant, they're under your name. Everything gets a label and belongs to somebody. And once that starts happening, it's, it's easy for us to think that the world is all about us and that our stuff belongs to us but the truth is the world is not all about us and our stuff is not ours and when rubber meets the road we don't even actually belong to ourselves and this is a reality that each of us are going to have to wrestle with and we're going to wrestle with it our whole lives long There are going to be some seasons when we totally get that and there are going to be other seasons when we do not King David wrestled with it his whole life long. Talk about somebody who really struggled understanding how things belonged to certain people. He went and he invaded foreign lands. He stole other people's wives. He protected his wealth. And then there's this. Then David blessed the Lord in the presence of the assembly. David said, blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel forever and ever. Yours O Lord, are the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and it is in your hand to make great and to give strength to all. And now, our God, we give thanks to you, and we praise your glorious name. So, so far, the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty, all of that belongs to God. Then everything in the heavens and on the earth belongs to God. You are on the earth. You belong to God. The whole kingdom belongs to God. The crate and barrel juice glasses belong to God, who just so happened to decide that we were going to be the ones to take care of them of all of the people in the world, God picked Sung and I to be the caretakers of the juice glasses. (laughs) And you understand that we could have survived without that. We'd made it over two decades of our lives before those juice glasses entered into our world. We didn't need it, but at the ripe old ages of 24 and 30, we were entrusted with glass. And it's not that hard to understand why we didn't get the glass earlier. Declan is our newest church baby. I don't know if you've ever watched him, but he has a hard time holding on to his blanket. We should not be entrusting him with glass. He is not ready for that. If we give the glass to one of the teenagers in our congregation right now, they are going to appreciate it for a day or two. But then something else will come along that is more exciting and the glass will turn into a science experiment in the corner of their room where the orange juice starts to grow mold in the corner. Now, a glass of that caliber needs to be in the hands of responsible adults. Of course, I remind you that the other seven glasses were also in the hands of apparently responsible adults. And it's hard to remember over the years how each one of them fell into oblivion, but I do remember how we lost the last one That was on me. I put it in the sink haphazardly, and then I threw some other dishes on top of it in a hurry and it cracked right down the side. What was God thinking? Why did he have this bright idea to put me in charge of the juice glasses? Realistically, I should not be in charge of glasses anymore. And that could be why our family reverted back to the plastic cups several years ago. And yet, even though I was selfish with the glasses, and I ultimately did not manage them well, God did not cast me away, did not deny me the ability to have a drink of water or juice, and has long ago forgiven my iniquities, all while giving me the opportunity to try again. And so at 41 years old, I have returned to generosity without judgment. And if you come to my house right now, I will give you any one of our plastic cups because that's all we have left. (laughs) There were times in King David's life when he was not a good manager of all the things that God had given to him and entrusted him with. At the time of this writing, though, the Israelites were in the process of building Solomon's temple, the holy place where they would worship the Lord. And in the verses that come before this, David gave 110 tons of gold and 260 tons of silver for the project. Now, for reference, one ton of gold today is is roughly about $64.3 million, and David gave 110 tons. How was he able to do that even back in the day? How did he do that? And that's the same question he asked. But who am I, writes David, and what is my people that we should be able to make this free will offering for all things come from you and of your own have we given you and that's your answer it's easy to give other people's stuff away and david saw that all of his stuff belongs to god his job was simply to manage what god had given to him so david is at this point transferring assets back to their ultimate owner He did not see this as his money, he saw it as God's money that he was tasked with managing. We were given those glasses in the last semester of seminary. We were living in student housing at the time and it was a regular practice in the village neighborhood where we lived for families to come together and share meals and practice extraordinary hospitality which had never been a problem for us until we had stuff of value. And as soon as we did, I didn't want anybody to touch it. So we stopped having people over. And you know what happened? Those glasses, they just sat there in the cupboard. And when we moved to Fernandina Beach and we would host the youth group in our home every single week for dinner, those glasses remained in the cupboard untouched with a sign that said, Do not touch. When we moved to Pennsylvania, we were down to about four or five that hadn't cracked in the previous moves, and there they sat. And then we moved again, we came to Bradenton, and they were relegated to the back of the cupboard lest someone would actually want to use them and then potentially break them, destroying their extraordinary value. How different it would have been if I had seen them as belonging to God instead of me. How different our hospitality would have been. How different our generosity towards others would have been. How different our faithfulness towards using what God had gifted us with would have been. But instead, these priceless glasses sat on shelves or in storage for years unused because of the fear that they might be lost what a total waste the beauty of stewardship of of how we manage the resources that god gives to us is that it reveals the true source of every good and valuable and perfect gift i've often thought about the material value of those glasses my memory is foggy on this, but I, I, think, I think those glasses were about $5 a piece, meaning $40 for the entire set. And yet, thinking that I was doing the responsible thing, the adult thing, the, re, the, the right thing, I protected that $40 like it was $40 million. And for whatever perceived worth I traded it out for, their real value, their real value could have been measured in friendship, relationship, encouragement, empathy, compassion, welcome, hospitality, all of the many attributes of God that could have been shared over a glass of juice that I was so convinced was mine alone and not a gift from God for me to manage for his glory. King David understood that that we're all just passing through. He talked talked about how we are tasked only for a little while with managing God's resources. For we are aliens and transients before you, as were all of our ancestors. Our days on earth are like a shadow and there is no hope. O Lord, our God, all this abundance that we have provided for building you a house and for your holy name comes from your hand and is all your own there is so much joy to be found in our lives when we recognize that what we think we have is not our own and that god has provided it to us so that we can joyously joyously share it with others i know my god that you search the heart and take pleasure in the uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart, I have freely offered all of these things, and now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. One of the most special days of our church year is coming up on Saturday, the annual Christmas market, this collective effort that we have for the entire church and the community to joyously give in response to all that God has given to us to bless others. And I love the market. I love it because I love to see the smiles on the faces of people who come, and they give, and they get to see what those gifts mean to so many people. And I love that our church turns itself completely inside out for the sake of others. You know we don't have to do that, right? We don't have to. We could all lock the doors and turn out the lights and pretend that we're not here and just all go all in on ourselves. But then we'd be like those juice glasses that rarely saw the light of day before they were chipped and cracked and thrown away instead of having a life that could have brought joy and hope and love and encouragement to so many people. So this week, what I wanna encourage you to do is to go home and to look for your juice glasses. Now maybe, maybe yours look like clothes or or technology or even cold hard cash. And I want you to sit down with them, really sit down with them and, and ask yourself, who do these belong to? Because once you get a solid answer to that question, you're going to find that that will change how you use all of those things that perhaps you once assumed were all yours. Let's pray together. Lord God, we we confess that all of us have juice glasses. We have things that, that somehow we just think are so valuable that they cannot be shared with others. Help us to understand what can be lost when we are not generous with what you have given to us. Help us to think about community and hospitality and joy, empathy, forgiveness, mercy, grace, all of those things, all of those things that we miss out on when we start calling things ours instead of seeing them as yours. As we come to the table right now, equip each one of us. Help us to understand that you have given and given and given and given so freely to each one of us and equip us now to give back to you. In your name we pray.